Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with episode 126 of the Chick Foley Show. Kenny Omega has finally got all the belts, but we got all the drip, and we are here for what is no doubt going to be the best episode ever. Let me start off by welcoming the stars of the show, Sheena. How you doing? I am doing good, man. Uh, enjoying a nice cold beverage over here, talking to my favorite people about my favorite thing, so it's going to be a good night. And Marco, how's life up in Massachusetts? Oh, doing great. Just uh, just rubbing elbows with the champions. You know, I got that uh, that prediction championship <sighs> over the shoulder right now. Gross. You know, me and Kenny just uh, just kicking in the champions lounge. Oh you know, just how it goes. And we have a special guest with us tonight. Longtime Foley fan member uh, joining the show tonight is Brian Baker. Brian, how's it going? It's going all right, man. How about y'all? <laughs> We're good, man. What's the, uh, you know, Sheen always gets aggravated when I ask this question, but I got to know it just because we want to know what, what's the weather like in North Carolina right now? It's very, it don't know how to make up its mind, really. It's like <laughs> sometimes it's cold, sometimes it's warm. Sometimes it's like the it's big nice. show of uh, weather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. So you can find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Uh, you can find Marco always, you know, holding down the Twitter machine over at Chick Foley Show. And most importantly, you can join our Foley fam at Chick Foley Show. Dot com. Uh, we got a brand new. We got some brand new episodes of Unboxing Mania up this week. Uh, we got our new Viking pack up. It was a custom pack up that we put together that we unboxed the other night, and it was a lot of fun. So definitely, if you're a member of our Foley fam, check that out. Um, and then I'm going to po- toss it over to Seth really quickly. We have an awesome prediction league coming up uh, just for our Foley fam. So let them know about the prediction league, Seth. Yeah, so we are kicking off the Foley Picks League, the FPL. It's going to be starting up next week. The first season is going to run from AEW Blood and Guts on Wednesday night all the way through SummerSlam. It's uh, $5 to buy into this, and it's going to be winner take all. And basically me and Phil Dunnett, our uh, our main man over in the UK, we're running this league together. And we're gonna everybody's going to predict every show, and we're going to do fun um, little bonus predictions for extra points for every show. Like this week, it's going to be um, guessing the mystery opponent of uh, Britt Baker. And we're just going to keep a running tally from now till SummerSlam. And the winner is going to get all the cash at the end of it. So just a fun way to add a little bit of juice to all of the pay-per-views and, you know, the big episodes of AEW and NXT as they come up. So you guys have until noon on Wednesday to sign up. That's going to be run through the Patreon-exclusive Facebook group. So so get signed up and get in there because it is going to be a lot of fun. And we also have to announce the winner of our giveaway from last week. We were giving away Elite 78, I think it was. Elite 78, Daniel Bryan. It's the last Daniel Bryan Elite. That's all you need to know. And the winner is... Matt Finnegan out of the UK. His uh, Instagram is at underscore walk the sky. So we're going to need him to let us... We're worldwide nowadays, yeah. Yeah, this is (laughs) back-to-back weeks that... uh, that it's been guys from the UK winning this. So it's been, uh, you know, th- that's pretty random. But we love our international listeners. The Foley fam is worldwide. 
Uh, so Matt, hit us up. Let us know your shipping address, and you're gonna have to explain that uh, that screen name underscore Walk the Sky, and what that's all about. Is it a Star Wars reference, uh, or or what's the deal, man? We need to know. Um, Sheena, tell them about the Pod Foundation. So as you guys know, we have linked arms with some of our pod brethren. We've created the most powerful pod faction in all of podcasting. Uh, we have our guys over at uh, Two Bad Chads and the OG Fig Kid over at Turnbuckle Tavern. They talk all things AEW. We have our guys over at Pyramid Wrestling, and they're bringing you all the best in action figure news and uh, the Survivor Series team over at the Extra Cooler Show that are bringing you that that hidden nostalgia. They are talking every week about wrestling history and bringing you new um, content on old ep- episodes and pay-per-views. So definitely check us out at, at Pod Foundation to keep up with everything that's going on there. You can click the link in the bio to see you know where you can find everybody and keep up with them. So yeah, at Pod Foundation on Instagram. And we want to remind you guys to always use code Chick Foley at ringsidecollectibles.com, the number one worldwide retailer of wrestling figures. You guys ready to get into it? Let's go. All right, so we want to start off by, again, welcoming our special guest, Brian Baker, down in North Carolina, you know, Kenny Omega stomping grounds. That's right. Uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about just kind of your history as a wrestling fan, man. How, how long have you been a fan of the, the squared circle? I wouldn't say it just about since I've been born, really, because I've just been... <laughs> Same as me. Wrestling. <laughs> but yeah, I've been just about watching wrestling ever since I could watch wrestling, and it's just been all that since. You're in. A, you're definitely in, you know, WCW, Four Horsemen, NWA territory. Is that what you grew up on, or you've always been more of a WWE fan, or kind of what's, uh, what's your flavor? Well, when I was born, which is 2000, I think WCW oh my was gosh. Like oh my gosh. <laughs> I knew I knew I knew our I knew our guy Brian was a youngster, but when hearing people that are born in two thousand, it just makes me feel like a dinosaur over here. Like Yeah, so NWA that, that's like ancient. Yeah. WCW is just, you know, barely around. Yeah. He Brian was around for the last little glimmer of WCW. <laughs> But yeah. that's good to get a different perspective on it. So, so yeah. So, okay. So, you definitely a WWE guy. Uh, what uh, What's your all-time favorite match? I want to go with um, Triple H versus Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam 2002. Okay. The, yep. the build for that story was really good. And I just like watching two guys just tear each other apart and having blood, sweat, and tears in a match and not like what WWE does now. With their, yeah, their yeah, it's a lot more matches. watered down nowadays. Yeah. That was a uh, that was a hell of a match. That was Sean's first match back after four years off, and that was a, a really a great SummerSlam all the way around. You had uh, Brock and The Rock in in the main yeah. event, so yeah, hell of a show. Uh, let's get into it and talk about all the action inside the Squared Circle this week. All right, so the big story is Kenny the Bell Collector. The prophecy has come true. In addition yeah. to being the AAA champion. And the AEW champion. He is now the Impact champion. He took out uh, Rich Swan. Marco, give us your thoughts on Kenny becoming the Impact champion. Um, let me start by saying the, uh, the actually the whole show was from top to bottom was actually really good. Uh, we got some surprises. We got the return of uh, Big Kaz, Kaz XL. Um, if you guys don't know who that is, and I'm 
I can't come on going by uh, going by W Morrissey now right uh, yeah going by W Morrissey and he uh, just came in and dominated also uh, Colin Cassidy you forgot about you know that was his original name in NXT yeah that's right Colin Cassidy um, the other the other thing too is I actually we did like our, our own little prediction with uh, me and my buddies um, and I only the only one I predicted not wrong but I had to kind of take the prediction was Rich Swan uh, but everything else I pretty much predicted exactly I just for for shits and giggles, basically, he was like, yeah, I'll take Rich Sean to see if he, you know, wins. And obviously, he did not. But yeah. um, my thoughts on Kenny winning, loved it. Loved the, the match was actually really good. Um, uh, Rich Swan took like, it seemed like he took like 16 V triggers uh, <laughs> to be defeated. So they didn't make him look like weak. Like he didn't get, he didn't get swept under the rug. He didn't look, you know, bad at all. Yeah, um, that's what I heard. I heard even yeah. you know, even though he got beat, he didn't he didn't look out of place like being opposite of Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? Like it looked yeah, like he, they, they were meant to be in the in the ring together. Oh yeah, it wasn't yeah, like definitely. you know us as WWE fans. You know if you if we haven't been following Impact and like seeing you know Rich Swan as like a main event guy, we're thinking like Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega. This is like a squash match that you would see on like just some random episode of weekly TV. But um, exactly. you know apparently he's been down in Impact just like you know kicking ass and stuff. So. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like out of place for those who have been following his uh, his journey down there. I was wondering if he may have suffered a concussion during the match or if he was just selling his ass off because that last like two or three minute stretch, he seemed like he was almost out on his feet. You know, he was well, I mean, very shaky looking. It could He could have just been doing it to add to the drama of the match. Yeah, Maybe he I got was dropped on his head worked. like 10 times. Well, you, though, you know what I mean? So Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And like Marco said, you know, dude took over a dozen V-triggers. So he was taking some stiff, stiff shots from Kenny. Yeah. Uh, but he, either way, yeah, it was very dramatic. And Kenny went over clean as a sheet. I thought for sure regardless of who was going to win, there was going to be some sort of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but no, nah, Kenny, you know, Kenny did it. He said he was going to do it and he did it. Now he's running around with three belts. Yeah, Brian, did you get to watch rebellion? I, I seen like parts of it on Instagram cause I didn't pay for the pay for you. Yeah. But, um, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I really like the Myers versus Cardona match. Man, yeah, that was really good. Uh, their history. And I think that was like their first, one-on-one match on pay-per-view yeah it's funny i actually heard yeah i heard uh matt talking about that on he did like a live after the after the show or whatever and he was like you know i think people just assume that you know brian and i have fought like countless times just because of like our history together and how long we've you know we've been partners and you know been working together and stuff he's like but i think you know that that might have been their only one-on-one but he said they fought like maybe five times you know what i mean like yeah they've almost always been a tag team when they've been together yeah So, so yeah that's pretty cool so I saw some of the numbers. Uh, I think the the final tally is still being counted, but some of the early reports indicate that this last pay-per-view did eight times the buy that their most previous pay-per-view Dang. did, which is pretty ridiculous. That's a huge feather in the cap for Kenny Omega, just for how big of a sell and how big of a draw yep. he really is. Because this isn't, you know, this isn't people tuning in on Peacock where they're already paying five bucks a month, right? Or people stopping through as they're flipping channels. This is people shelling out forty bucks. To, you know, even they put together a solid card. I think people were dropping their money to watch that Kenny Omega match in the yeah. main event. So um, awesome numbers for Impact. You know, we're big fans of the growth throughout the wrestling industry. But Sheena, I'm going to I'm going to pitch the question to you. Can Impact maintain uh, this momentum or is it strictly just Kenny Omega's show? I mean, it's de- Kenny Omega is definitely a draw, you know, because you're going to get all the AEW viewers that are and, you know, everybody that's watched him throughout his, his history in wrestling tuning into this. But at the same time, to me, if I was an impact viewer, I'd be like WTF, 
you know, like here, here comes this guy from AEW taking our title. So like, what am I going to tune in for next time? You know, and I'm sure there's going to be a rematch and whatnot. And it was a good match, but I just wonder where the storyline's going to go because at this point it, it's really making impact seem kind of like definitely the B show, you know, it's definitely, it's not on the same level as AEW. So I don't know how long they're going to be able to sustain that. I think it may have just been like a, a quick little flash in the pan and it'll it'll start to fizzle out over time if they don't start to get some some wins over AEW. Hmm. Very interesting. Marco, uh, you got any counterpoint? You think the rest of the Impact roster can carry, or is this Kenny, is Kenny uh, the one that's bringing all the eyeballs to the product? Um, right now, it's yeah, obviously it's, you know, Kenny bringing the uh, eyeballs to the product. But um, if they do it right, I mean, and they and they set it up, like they, they set it up with Rich Swan. I mean, if you weren't a believer of Rich Swan. Uh, before you are now after seeing that match with Kenny Omega. So um, I think that definitely helps out. Um, and depending on what they do, I mean, they announce like their next few pay-per-views during that pay-per-view. So there's definitely, he's definitely going to make appearances at those pay-per-views, whether it be right. in a fighting form or whatever. But uh, at Slammiversary, it seems like they have something really like planned big for that one there. So I think it, it at least stretches until then, mm-hmm. um, whatever they get going on now. I'm not sure if they this forbidden door thing is going to keep on, you know, going with impact. But I think, I think the result, like the end result is to um, eventually have like new Japan, maybe as you can, if, I mean, we'll probably get into it a little bit with uh, AEW and what's going on with that and who uh, Moxley's facing actually. So, I mean, I think that, I think it's just to move on a little bit and maybe have those guys jump back and forth at some point. Um, I mean, the good brothers are on AEW every week. Uh, so I can see. Yeah. I mean, so it might last longer than Slammiversary, but who knows? Uh, but I, I definitely think they. But can it's sustain. but it's to AEW's benefit. I mean, that's to AEW's yeah. benefit to have the Good Brothers up there with Kenny again, and you know, creating this like mega faction that they've got going on now. I mean, that only serves that doesn't serve Impact. Like I'm not thinking about wanting to watch Impact because I see the Good Brothers on AEW television. It makes me want to tune into AEW and see what yep. they're doing up there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, they need to get some fans in the audience because that, yeah, I was gonna say that's that's the killer thing yeah. for for Impact is the. The environment's just dead. You know, it looks cool and they don't need to have a lot of people. Put a hundred people in there. You know what I mean? You're running right. shows out of Nashville. Uh, you know, we, we kind of steer away from the pandemic talk on here for the most part, but Nashville or Tennessee is actually really loosened up a lot on, you know, their COVID restrictions. So, you know, give us a hundred people socially distanced in there just to bring a little bit of life to it and make some noise. You know, I think that's yeah. all you really need. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that would really improve the product to me. There are two big money matches that Impact could put on that would definitely, you know, get me to open up my wallet to watch. One is Moose. I've been a big fan of Moose for a long time. I'd love to see him and Kenny Omega go at it. You know, I think that would be somebody if Kenny wanted to put a young star over. Um, that could be one of the guys to do it with. And the other one, imagine this. I'll, let me put my fantasy Booker hat on for a minute. Aside from AJ Styles, the guy who is most identified with kind of like the high points of, you know, TNA impact is Samoa Joe. Imagine Samoa Mm -hmm. Joe returns to the promotion and, you know, to kind of get back the honor of, of, you know, TNA impact takes on Kenny Omega uh, to to get the belts back. I think that would just be a hell of a match. Yeah, yeah, I know those guys would tear the house down. Um, So, Brian, again, you could provide some unique perspective on this. Again, you're, you know, you got a, we won't go into specifics, but, you know, you got a little bit of a, 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 lower age number than the rest of us man we will uh so you were kind of a growing up during the the heyday of tna and impact uh were you watching that stuff as a, as a kid i'm be honest with you i didn't know about tna impact until like <laughs> 2010 i was like surfing the channels and i'm like i seen tna wrestling i'm like hey i'll 
check this out and it looked pretty good. I just didn't like that six side oh no, like the six side of the ring it was different. But it's like you could only perform like a certain amount of moves or something and it made everything look weird and stuff. Totally different, yeah, that, totally different than the WWE vibe. When you when you get used to that like super overproduction value and all of that, it's it's hard to watch anything else and not feel like foreign, you know. That was yeah. the big complaint from guys with the uh, working in the six sided ring. They said that the ring was really really stiff because it had to be um, kind of you know reinforced at more points with having six different corners, and then the ropes were a lot stiffer also because the ropes were a much shorter distance than the than the WWE or uh, or WCW ropes. So yeah, I just wanted to ask you. Know, I mean, I, we were kind of uh, me and Sheena were both out of wrestling really from 2004 to 2014, mm-hmm. and TNA kind of had its rise and fall during that time period. So this is this last year or so is the first time it's really been a factor since we've been back uh, watching wrestling. So just want to get a little bit of different perspective. It's time for the weekly beverage break. Sheena, we'll kick it off with you. What are you sipping on this week? So I got a local brew from uh, over here in Virginia Beach. It is the Wasserhound Unleashed. This is a boysenberry goes, um, and it's it's actually really good. It really puts me in the mind of like a hard kombucha. I don't know that I've ever drank it. Is am I saying that right, Seth? Goes. I mean, yeah, you know, goes. Yeah, it's a, basically a fancy name for sour beer. Yeah. Oh, this is exactly. I was gonna say it's very sour, um, and it but it's like tart, and it's it's really really good, really refreshing. So um, I'm I'm here for this. So this is the first time I've had this. So yeah, good job, uh, all my seven five seven people for cranking out this this nice beer we got over here. So, you know, we like to hit the, uh, increase you guys' knowledge, easy for me to say. So the actual definition for Goes, it's a warm fermented beer that originated in Gosler, Germany. That's where it gets the name Mm. Goes from. The dominant flavors include lemon sourness, herbal characteristic, and a strong saltiness. Mm. Yeah. You picking up any of that, Sheen? What what kind of tasty notes are you getting I'm definitely getting the sourness. I don't know. Let me see. Mm. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. just what I was <laughs> okay, Sasha. Um, you, you know, it's funny. It does now that you say that. I don't know if it's like one of those things where you say it in your brain and your brain starts to like taste it. But now I'm like, oh, it does have a little bit of a salt taste to it. So uh, yeah, my refined palate is picking up a little bit of, of salt in this beer. But yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I like a good goes. Uh, Marco, what are you drinking? Um, started off earlier in the night with a uh, with the, the the tasty beverage known as Dream Team. Cannot wait to uh, that try that. Um, We're saving those for Double or Nothing Weekend, Marco. They're just chilling in the beer fridge right now. Yeah, I know. I heard. I was like, oh, that's like he was a little. Uh, di- he was a little right disappointed. There. He wanted some instant gratification uh, yeah. for our tasting. He was like, "Oh, what did you guys think of the Dream Team?" And I was like, "Oh man, the the Fig God requested by request." He said, you "If know, it was anybody else besides yeah. Jordan, I would have told them to go fuck themselves." But <laughs> Jordan literally has like nine Motu figures for me. You know, I mean, you guys are in the Foley fam, oh, Brian and Marco. So you guys see it. I don't know how he does what he does, but he was like, he texts me on a Saturday morning. He's like, dude, I just listened to the show. You guys are collecting Motus now. I was like, yeah, he's like, okay, I'll help you out. I'm thinking he's going to grab me like a, you know, a Seth Rollins and a Mr. T or something. I get a text like three hours later with a list of like nine figures that he somehow snatched off the pegs, uh, there in in Nebraska. So I, I don't know what's going on in Omaha. I don't know if Omaha is just like a dead spot for, 
wrestling or wrestling figures, but there's there are no collectors besides I think Tony, Tony and um, Jordan are the only Tony uh, Barker and Jordan are the only. Yeah. The other thing yeah. I can think of is Jordan's a big, scary guy. Like he <laughs> seems like a gentle giant to us. What if he's just like straight up Debo and people in Omaha? Like, you know, nobody touches he's a wrestling figure unless they go through yeah. me. I could see True. that. That's a possibility. Yeah. But um, yeah. Jordan's, yeah, so way, about, Jordan's way too nice for that. For those of you who don't know, he's yeah, too, no, he's, yeah, he's, he really he's is nice a true guy. gentle giant. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm finishing it off with the uh, with the 19 Crimes Rose. The, oh, uh, the oh. okay, say no more. <laughs> Not the, the red ro- wine, the rose. He's got the the rosizzle tonight. The rosizzle oh, for sure. <laughs> The 19 prism. Oh my god! I'm wondering if Brian even knows this re- that reference at all. You guys, you guys got to stop doing that because I still have faith that someday Miller White is going to check their DMs on Instagram and <laughs> tune into the show. And what if the first one they happen to tune into is when you guys are going back and forth with this ridiculousness? We're, oh. we're never going to get that sponsorship from. They're going to love it because you know what? They know we're, we're going to give them the perfect plug for Miller Light. That's that's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. Yeah. You know. I am drinking the last of our Broken Skull IPA. You know, it hit Hampton Roads um, a couple months ago, and we went and snatched up basically the entire supply from our closest total wine. So this weekend, me and Sheena are going to be on the mission to try to track down some more and get a resupply. But yeah, the last of my Broken Skull IPA is... I'm about halfway done with it. I'm trying I'm trying to savor it, but I'm also trying to catch a buzz. So I'm really having a, a bit of an internal conflict right now. Yeah, speaking of speaking of Broken Skull IPA, I already promised uh Brian that we would on his twenty first birthday we would make sure that we got him a, a broken skull IPA down to North Carolina. So, you know, we gotta make, we gotta <laughs> we gotta make sure we break him in, break him in right. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about this. Yeah. So we got the beverage break. Yeah, Brian, I don't want you to incriminate yourself here, man. What are you, what are you sipping on tonight? <laughs> Well, I'm actually sipping on a Lipton green tea white peach. Ooh. <laughs> it is like really good. Like especially you put it in like freezer for a couple hours and it gets all iced up and stuff. That sounds right, dude. So is this uh is this out of a can, plastic bottle? What's the situation? It's out of a plastic bottle. Okay, um, nice. I don't man. want to drink nothing too heavy because I gotta work in the morning. That's right. <laughs> what time you gotta get up for work? Like seven in the morning. Yeah, I hear you, man. It sucks getting up early. I'm the same way. That's why uh, sometimes these late night. I, I do, you know, I do it for the love of the game, man. But sometimes, yeah, we get by the time we wrap done wrap up producing and getting it posted, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And I got to get up in like five hours. Like son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back at it. It's finally here. This thing, you know, to really put it in perspective, the state of the world. This thing was supposed to happen. Uh, the week everything kind of went to yeah. shit with the whole yeah. pandemic. It's finally come back full circle. Um, still not really going to be as big as I think AEW originally intended, but I have high hopes it's going to be badass because they got to redeem themselves from the last spectacle they tried to put on with the, uh, yeah. the exploding nuclear barbed bar wire death match that just turned into a debacle. Blood and Guts is going down this week. Um, I don't know if you guys are on the AEW email list or not, but on the uh, the email that went out, they had a graphic of the ring. It is going to have a roof on it. So Ooh, this is going to nice. be true to the WCW style, style of uh, yes. War Games with the roof. And um, if you heard during the uh, the hilarious parlay that they had last night, it sounds like um, it sounds like it is going to be traditional War Games rules with submission yep. only. You know, they were talking about submission or surrender. So uh, it sounds like it is going to be submission only. It's you know, it's basically a submission or like you know, straight up KO or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no pinfalls. Um, it is going to be a decisive finish in this match. 
Um, Sheena, what's your thoughts on the pinnacle versus the inner circle? I am so here for this. I loved it. I was tuned in hardcore to their, their promos back and forth. I thought that was just one of the best parts of AEW this week. Um, this is, I can't even believe these words are coming out of my mouth because we have a little, um, pod foundation chat that we go back and forth and we were, I'm not going to name any names of who, who was saying what, but we were dragging Sean Spears. Uh, pretty pretty badly a couple weeks ago and uh, perfect ten per, yeah per the perfect ten oh oh you guys you are gonna say act names. Like, oh. <laughs> you say names I was one of them but he's horrible he's not good at all yeah. Brian are you a Ty Dillinger fan who <laughs> uh, yeah. that's all Sean you need Spears, to say exactly exactly, nope. yeah. exactly. that's you all answer, you need to say yeah you answered correctly yeah I mean um, he was good to get over with the crowd and WWE but. With him being AEW, it's just been like he was gone for like this amount of time, and now he's back in the group. And yeah, I it just it like, just fell flat. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know was, why we. Were, yeah, I don't know why we we're ever supposed to take him seriously as a big deal. You know, he had the chair shot on Cody. That's the only thing he's done in almost two years in AEW. Yeah, it was exactly. On accident yeah. Too. And was and, and we can and we can we can. <laughs> say that honestly was he really even over in in wwe or was just the 10 chant over you know like yeah, i think definitely just the i think the chant yeah. was over Any, yeah the 10 chant for sure so anyway now that we've dragged now that we've publicly dragged <laughs> sean spears um i want to say this is probably the best thing i've seen him do maybe ever i thought him and sammy's interaction was really really good and he you know told him that basically like jericho's like got you in over your head and i'm gonna put my foot on your he's dragged you out into deep water and i'm gonna put my foot on your head while you're drowning and i was like okay okay you know i just that, that was still garbage to me that was I, yeah i got it i gotta say it so first off he straight up ripped off finn Balor. he did he said that exactly yes so I, not only did he do a, a shittier job than the man finn Balor did a few weeks ago he then proceeded to straight up get owned by Sammy, by Sammy Guevara, yes. a guy who's, you know, again, I'd have to get on Wikipedia to do some subtraction, but I think Sammy's got about, you know, 15 less years experience in the wrestling yeah. biz and Sammy straight up owned him. Just not even just the words he was saying, just the energy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it made you like you, you had no doubt that if those two went one-on-one, -on -one, Sammy G would whoop his ass. Yeah. Exactly. Um, after seeing that, you know, my, you know, hats off to Sammy G. I've been, we've been loving him ever since he uh, turned face. You know, he had his kind of sojourn away from the inner circle and then came back to the fam. Um, and he's been awesome. You know, I, he was so like just hateable and punchable as a heel that it's, it's really crazy how, um, how over he is now as a face, but but yeah, I, I thought he crushed uh, you he know, did. Sean Spears. He definitely did. Yeah, you didn't give me time to finish, but yeah, he definitely won that <laughs> won that battle. Um, you know, against uh, against Sean Spears. But yeah, I, I are you guys laughing? I was you making a dirty yes because you said no. Well, no, we're just laughing because you said Sean Spears did so good, but then you're also like, yeah, he got he lost though. Yeah, well, I said this is the best thing I've seen him do. It doesn't mean okay. that it, it doesn't mean that it. So it like, still sucked, even though it was the best thing he yeah. did. Yeah, basically. Yeah, you know. Um, Don't be afraid. Just say it. He's awful. Listen, I'm He's trying to be. I'm trying all. to be optimistic because here in a little bit we're gonna have to talk about you know Raw and like the things that are going on in WWE. So I'm trying to bring all the positivity to the show that I can. You know, before we start talking about the, the dumpster fire that is WWE here in just a little bit. So um, yeah, Sammy won that. But I thought that the Jericho and MJF interaction was really good. The Dax 
to Santana and Ortiz. Like, tell, like I think it, they really just helped build the excitement for how brutal this match is supposed to be. And I think they just made everybody excited because he basically said, like, Daddy's not coming home. Like, you're going to die in this ring. And I thought, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was just brought the intensity and made me really hype for, for the match. Yeah, I think it is going to be a throwback to the more – violent and brutal style of WCW war games matches that we had. The NXT matches have been great, but they've really been just kind of like hardcore Spot matches fist. with a ton yeah. of high spots yeah. in, inside a steel cage. So I think this is going to be more just a straight up fight, you know, just, mm-hmm. just a gang fight. Um, Brian, we're going to let you pick, man. Who's going to be the one to tap out and lose this match for their team? Oh, you gave me a hard one there. But, um... <laughs> I want to say it's going to be NJF, like either getting tapped out or tapping somebody out, but I don't want to say for sure because no man. You can pick. There's no stakes on this. We're not going to judge you. (laughs) Good. I'm not in the prediction championship either. So, (laughs) but um, it's probably going to be somewhere in between NJF and then Jericho or something. Yeah, I agree. That's still as cool as both factions are. This is still an MJF and Jericho story. So those two guys, I think it's going to be a little bit anticlimactic if uh, if the finish doesn't, um, you know, doesn't involve those two guys. So, again, we briefly touched on the war games revival for NXT. Regardless if they want to call this blood and guts, we both we you know, we all know that this is really a war games match. Um, Sheena, do you think they're going to be able to top what NXT has been able to do the last few years with their war game series? I love NXT. I love NXT War Games. I know it's not like true like War Games, but um, I think AEW is going to top it. I think AEW just has that bit, that a little bit more grittiness that's more true to what we know from the originals war from the original War Games. Um, I think I think they're going to top it. Um, yeah, that's my answer. Okay. All right, so Sheena kind of alluded to it. We do like to be positive on this podcast, but, you know, there's only so much we can do. WWE creative outside of really anything having to do with Roman Reigns has been hot garbage for going on a few months now. So we're going to try to do something a little bit different. I haven't really explained this to uh, the rest of the cast yet. I'm just springing this on them. Um, We're going to do quick thoughts on these. I'm going to give a question to each of you guys. Um, and I just want you, you know, you got about 30 seconds. Okay. And then we're going to, uh, we're going to move on to the next thing. So keep it quick. And I just want your instant reaction on these questions. Um, Marco, we're going to start with you in kayfabe. All right. In kayfabe, what have AJ Styles and Amos been doing since WrestleMania? Oh man. Um, just on vacation, just celebrating, just, um, (laughs) just carrying their titles around in public, just, Flaunt the fact that they're the new uh, Raw Tag Team Champions. Uh, with uh, actually, they're flaunting it like this. So uh, AJ Styles is actually uh, sitting on Omos's shoulders the whole time, and they're just parading down the street with their titles. Um, just, what? Well, so you said they've been going around celebrating. What chain restaurant do you think AJ and Omos went to uh, to celebrate? Oh man, you don't think David Buster's right? They're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can see it. AJ being games. such a gamer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah a I can see that. Yeah, um, you know, Omos is going to be the kill, killing it at the the basketball games. You know what I mean? He yeah, could he like could literally awkward. just re- reach in and dunk it on those well, machines. Well, again, you could have AJ sit on his shoulders and just cheat, and just throw the balls into the <laughs> into the, at the basketball game. So yeah, that's what I think they do. Just and you got Omos who could who could intimidate. You know, if people are taking a little bit too long on yeah, their on their the game. Yeah, out. he can clear the line. You know, get AJ. Bully people for their tickets. <laughs> that way they can get there. You know, like 
like plastic mood rings and stuff. Yeah. He could cheat at ski ball too. He could just reach over and just drop the drop the, ball. the balls right yeah. in the center. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Sheena, <laughs> give me your initial thoughts on the new and improved Alistair Black. Oh man, I love it. I. So my, my thoughts are, I hope that it's not some supernatural gimmick. He's kind of got the cult leader um, thing going on. It's a little bit different than like the Bray cult leader from like the Louisiana swamps and whatnot. It's more of just like a, a very macabre, very like Aleister Crowley type, uh, you know, vibe. Um, I, I just, I don't know how WWE is going to do it, but I'm hopeful. Um, the promos are amazing. The the little video packages that he's doing are amazing. And um, yeah, I hope that this is like the resurgence of Alistair Black. All right, and Brian, now we're going to hit you up. So Daniel Bryan is fighting Roman Reigns on SmackDown this Friday for the Universal Championship. I think it's safe to say there's almost zero chance that Daniel Bryan is uh, going to win. And if he loses, he has to go, to, uh, he has to leave SmackDown. So uh, you tell us, do you think he's heading over to Raw or do you think he's going to take some time off for a little bit? I think he might like be like a free agent. So like he can go to NXT or like any other promotion and fight like who he wants to fight and stuff because i'll be here for that yeah Yeah. i hadn't even thought of that that's a good idea because nxt i don't know if you guys saw they lost like a bunch of viewers on their second week on tuesday so Mm. you know vince mcmahon might be thinking they need a little shot in the arm for ratings so yeah i could go for a little daniel bryan pop up on nxt well, he did. Uh, I think his his contract's up soon too. Yeah, it is with the WWE, and uh, he actually did an interview with Barstool, um, and they, you know, he expressed his uh, his gratitude and his love for the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and what they're doing over at AEW. So, uh, I've heard rumors that he nowadays. wants to go like wrestle other places. So, yeah, that's I what mean, he. Yeah, I would, if I was coming up on a contract negotiation, I'd be making sure those rumors were getting out there. Also, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I you would got love two kids he, at home. You want to get that? Yeah, he's trying to get them dollars. Extra zeros. I mean, the the cons have it, so I mean, that's right. That's right. Let it be known. All right, and then I will go last. So uh, the question I'm going to ask myself: We saw the formation of Randy Orton (laughs) and the bro Matt Riddle uh, as a new tag team, RK Bro, on Raw this past Monday, and uh, the. You know, the way we got it here on the format is will they last until the end of May, which, you know, as we're recording tonight, it's April 29th. I'm going to say no. Any type of partnership that Randy Orton ever makes is for one reason and one reason only, and that's to stab them in the back sometime down the road. Whether it's, uh, you know, evolution, legacy, the corporation, rated RKO, uh, the Wyatt family. This guy just, you know, he lives to stab somebody in the back. So, uh, yeah, I, I think before the end of May, we're going to see the bro take a uh, take a RKO. And honestly, I'm hoping I'm hopeful that this could be the thing to kind of get Matt Riddle um, being a little bit more serious and going back to the ass kicker that he was in NXT, because I still have a ton of faith in Matt Riddle that he could be a huge, huge star down the road if they just tweak his character yeah. a little bit and get rid of some of uh, some of the more comedic elements. Yeah, I think so. I, I think he's going to. Um... I mean, they're definitely gonna. He's definitely gonna turn on each other. But let's be let's be clear: the Raw Tag Team Champions aren't even on Raw and haven't been on Raw. So, yeah. what makes us think that they're gonna care about the tag team of RK Bro? Yeah, very good point. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures from AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more. You can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. 
Go Figures, where we cover the latest and greatest in the world of wrestling figures and talk about what we've each added to our own personal collections. Reminder, this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles, the number one worldwide retailer in wrestling figures. Use code Chick Foley to save 10% on all your orders at Ringside. And here we go. All right, before we get into it, I want to remind you guys that uh, we got a couple of exciting developments in the world of Hasbro dropping right now. So the Hasbook is going to be is already taking pre-orders, so definitely hit them up on Instagram. And um, a similar book that came out the year before last, Wrestling Figure Retrospective, they are at, at the Hasbro book um, on, uh, on IG. They're about to drop the hardcover. So for anybody that either got the soft cover and wants to upgrade because it really was an incredible book or uh, they just want to, uh, you know, get get both books to really just complete the collection, mm-hmm. um, hit them up because that's going to be up for order very, very soon. Uh, Marco, let's get into figure news. All right. Um, let's start it off with the uh, AEW Unrivaled Series 1B variant uh, is on uh, Ringside Collectibles right now. I hear we're using variant very loosely. Yeah, I mean, it's not really a variant. It's you know, it's it's a color change. It's a it's a it's an update. They hit we'll the say. spray so, tan. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. So we'll say AEW Unrivaled update, uh, Series One update. That's what we'll call it or upgrade. Uh, but yeah, it's on uh, Ringside Collectibles right now uh, for you to order. So you can get that uh, Brandy Rhodes. That uh, I know every, we haven't elu- mentioned Brandy Rhodes elusive, in a while. Yeah, a little yeah. brand brand. <laughs> little brand brand was a staple on the uh, she was the show last year. Yeah, but uh, yeah, now you can actually uh, get one. And um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I already have the series. I'm not looking to, uh, you know, get anything new. I mean, that they look exactly the same, like the 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 head scans and all that stuff. It's just yeah. a you know color changes and stuff like that. Are We're not updating ours different. either, but it is cool for yeah. those who because I mean that that series was so hit or miss where they were yeah. getting it. So it is cool that people are getting a chance to go back and get those figures if they weren't able to get them on that first that initial run because that initial run was a hot mess. Yeah, and it, I mean it was it was super sought after too, especially yeah. if you didn't order it on ringside. The distribution um, was like garbage for that. Yeah, Shane, you remember how excited we were going out and. Uh, and hitting like every Walmart in Virginia Beach and Norfolk because they had hyped yes. up that day so much. They're like, I think it was, it was like August thirteenth or August. Th- no, yeah. I think it was like the third. It was oh. for that. They're like August third. Yeah, these fun. figures are going to be available, and uh, yeah, they were nowhere to be found then. Yeah, Brian, were you able yeah. to find any of those on the pegs in North Carolina, Brian? I, I I'm be honest with you. I've only seen series one, and that's it. Mm. So I ain't seen two, three, four. Man. Yeah, it's been crazy for us too, man. Maybe it's just something with the Mid-Atlantic because for us in Kentucky, I found a set of Series 2 that I had to snatch off the pallet. They were just like straight out of the case. And then I saw a Riho the other day at Target, and that is the only AEW figures I have ever seen in the wild. Yeah, it's, yeah, same here. i only seen Series 1 in store, and it seems like you have to really go either like Northern Massachusetts or Southern Massachusetts, where I live, I live like kind of central, so there's really no distribution. So you have to like kind of travel pretty deep mm-hmm. to actually see anything. So yeah, it's uh, tell us, uh, tell us about the other big uh, AEW pre order that dropped this week. Mm. Oh, yeah, the uh, actually, I forgot, yeah, I didn't get to, I don't think I added it on the notes, did I? Yeah, it was the uh, ringside exclusive two pack Jurassic Express, get the uh, Jungle Jack Perry and uh, Luchasaurus. Beautiful um, figures too. Yeah, they, they, I love the attires a lot more than They're the regular so series. So good, five. and the, the, the ringside exclusive packaging is—they nailed it. It's so good. 
Yeah, so it's, uh, they have a variant as well where Again, you know the entrance very, is uh, very loosely, very, very loose, loosely <laughs> yeah. based uh, variant. Yeah, we'll man. say. <laughs> um, we thrown in some different head sculpts or something. I uh, so I was we actually had to take our dog to the vet yesterday. She knows posting about it on her personal IG account. If you guys want to keep up with it, um, but and I was in the parking lot, like right about to go in when I saw that. The, so I was about 20 minutes late on the pre-order Me too. and I saw the, uh, basically all I looked at was if one was on back order. So the regular release was on back order and I saw the other one and I assumed it was an error. I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention. I was just trying to hurry up and get it ordered. So that way I could make sure, you know, I got my figures as soon as possible. And it wasn't until afterwards that I realized that they were actually marketing that as a variant and charged five extra bucks. So, um, yeah. you know, Hey, anything to make a dollar and you know it there was an appearance where you know jungle boy actually carried out luchasaurus on his shoulders so i get it it makes sense but that, that's pretty funny that you know for five extra bucks you can get a uh, luchasaurus on his shoulders crazy thing is people will pay it you know we know jeremy's all about the collectibles industry so he knows that there are people that'll probably get both sets just because that's how crazy some psychos, people are for these yeah. figures yeah and um the other thing too is it does say on the on the page, it does say it's a packaging variant. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say anything. Yes. It, so it, it, it does highlight that. It doesn't it's say it's like an actual. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it looks pretty funny, though, watching and seeing uh, uh, Jungle, Jungle Boy, Boy carry mm-hmm. Luchasaurus on his shoulder. So it's a kind of, it, it's a pretty cool, like, piece of display if you're going to go with that one and, you know, get the other one to open up if you're a non-MOC collector. So. Yeah, that was the right. big thing for us. It didn't matter, you know, it, whether we got the variant, because we're going to open it up anyway. But I would, I will say, like, if I was... That that packaging and the way that they have that figure in the in the packaging makes me want to keep it MOC, because I'm just like, oh, it looks so good with, you know, uh, Luchasaurus carrying Jungle Boy on his shoulders. The only yeah. issue I have with it is that I cannot believe they did not give us Marco in the pack. Like, I, know, I just man. feel like that was yeah. such a, that was such a huge miss and a like missed opportunity. People would have paid the extra. I think it's just like it's not Jurassic Express without Marco stunt. And imagine if they had him stacked up three high, man, with uh, Marco oh, on Jungle Boy's shoulders and Jungle Boy on Lucha's shoulders. Like, that would be incredible, man. Yes. Yeah, so I, I gotta, you got to believe we're getting Marco at some point. Yeah, we definitely um, will. Another thing about that set, that would look incredible autographed because I don't know if you guys saw, like, the packaging, the way the packaging, like, opens up. I, I thought you could get, like, each of, like, kind of the, uh, like, the cardboard where it folds out, get those signed by each one of the guys. I just think that would look, like, mm-hmm. really awesome for any sort of MOC or autographed collection. So I'm sure our friends... Uh, Jeff and Scott at Fully Posable are already dreaming up what color paint pen they're going to use on this thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to get more Cody's before we get a Marco stunt. <laughs> Don't even get me started, dude. You're speaking my language oh now. Oh my gosh. You, you just more, hit a nerve with Seth. That's more yeah, Cody's yeah, they, that's probably what they thought about. They probably never even considered Marco stunt for it. They were like, should we put a Cody in with this set as well? <laughs> That'd be great if they did that. They put like Marco stunt's body with a Cody head oh my gosh (laughs) uh uh, let's move on this is a a non-wrestling figure um that was up for pre-order that sold out i think pretty fast as well um the neca april o'neill the original april o'neill it's so Uh, it's so good Yeah. yeah two two versions of it there is a variant an actual variant yes it's called the signature edition yeah. Uh, where it comes with the uh, her the if you watch the movie we're probably dating ourselves right now, uh, but the movie she wore a yellow like raincoat mm-hmm. that actually comes with the signature series as well as a um, uh, the, press her pass. press pass. But she actually signed it, Judith uh, Hogue, her actual name 
is uh, so she signed each and every one. There's only two thousand of them. That's cool. And she uh, and I was watching the uh, the NECA. She did like a NECA takeover on their Instagram page, um, and she she talks about like the whole process from the beginning. She was she's with the whole everything from the sculpting. She had to send them pictures and stuff. She has like. Uh, the memorabilia she has like she's really she she's the really into it yeah when they made her like a like her um cartoon figure i remember watching a thing with her and like she was like really really into the whole like character and all that kind of stuff so i i love this and i am so jealous of her handbag like she's got this beautiful boho handbag and i just think I to myself it. like if i was an action figure i would carry that purse because that I, purse is for, so amazing the first thing i thought of when i seen that bag i was like <laughs> That's something Cheetah would like. I need that. <laughs> that I, I, I need that bag for my custom Chick Foley figure. I need to get that bag for the the custom Chick Foley Elite, um, uh, just to, to complete the look. Did you yeah. see the the cartoon pre orders? The Anthrax and uh, Scumbug and the yep. Ace Duck and Mutagen. Yeah, I, I got both. I got all those pre ordered. I, I don't know what other movie characters I may get. I think I'm pretty much just sticking with the the cartoon line now because I just love those figures so much. So. Yeah, so the uh, so the next so there was a, I think it was I forget which, I forget which uh, uh company what it it is NECA, but I, they're doing a Danny figure as well. Yeah, um, so that was what they, yeah that was I think it was um the loot crate. For yeah, it's a loot crate. Yeah, that's a, a special lot of edition. Were upset about that because uh, NECA, I guess it said that they weren't going to do any like exclusive characters in the loot crates. They were just going to do variants, but then NECA, they, you know, they, they tried to uh, skirt by it. They said, well, we said we wouldn't do any major characters as loot crate exclusive. So, you know, and people like Danny from the movie, like the hardcore collectors, that's what they want the most. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, here's what I would say to that. Like, are you going to buy Danny off the shelf? Like it's if, a very see, small percentage. Yeah. Like exactly. nobody, nobody's just going to walk by and be like, Oh, Hey, here's Danny from. It's only going to be the hardest of the hardcore. But that's yeah. why, you, but that's why you make them like, you know, exclusively, not necessarily for the loot crate, but you should make them exclusive to a, a specific retailer or like partner with someone, yeah. you know, or NECA could just release them on their site. Like it doesn't have to be something that shows up in stores. Like you don't have to yeah. have shelf space for it, but I definitely True. think, you know, just putting, I mean, that, that's what the loot crates are for. I mean, that's how they sell subscriptions to loot crates but it just kind of is jacked up that they said we're not going to put any exclusive figures in these loot crates or like you know only put them in there um and they ended up doing that one thing i'll say for anybody frustrated on this that i've learned from collected NECA for the past five years is it will get re-released in some shape or form NECA loves a re-release you may not get all the uh all the accessories and and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah but they will find a way to get these figures back out every every super hard to get exclusive all the comic-con stuff they always get released in some shape. Yeah, or you remember when NECA all the, the, that money. the people were so pissed when, like, you know, the turtle packs got split up and they like released all the turtles individually. And I'm like, did you not think that they were going to release individual turtles to people? You know, because they were the uh, SDCC exclusives. And then when they like just parceled them out, I think they, were, they ended up being get weren't they GameStop exclusives yep. after that? Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Um, yep. When they released, yeah, so you didn't you didn't get the big premium packaging, but yeah. you still got the figures. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, they're they're also talking about uh, I forget the. The kid from the second movie, um, his name's Ernie Reyes Jr., the the actor, but he's actually talking, they're actually, uh, I think he's coming out with a figure as well from uh, the Ninja Turtles 2 movie, so nice. uh, that that might be seen in the light of day. And they also, uh, when they showed the April O'Neil figure, they actually showed a maskless uh, Casey Jones oh, as wow. well. So that's, I saw that, uh, yeah, that was Yeah, so cool. there's a sculpt of that, so it looks like that's uh, on the horizon too, so. 
Yeah, my most he... wanted my most wanted movie figures are still. I want the even though the movie kind of sucked compared to the first two, I still think it was pretty decent. I think it kind of gets hated on unfairly. I'd love to get movie versions of uh, Turtles Three where they were all samurais Ugh, and yes. stuff. No, yes. you don't think they would make for awesome figures? I mean, they'd be Marco? cool figures, but the uh, just the movie tainted everything. Uh, who about. cares? Think about think about how crazy whack the the mutagens were, but like how amazing the figures were. Like that, like you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the, the mutagen tour was like so corny but they made for unbelievable action figures that is true yeah i got a soft spot for turtles 3 also because i just i remember my mom taking me and my brother to see that so yeah that one's that one hits me in the 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 feel spot man i I, that's one of the few movies i they're one of the first movies i remember um going and seeing the theater as a kid yeah i seen the first two in theater and i don't think i don't think i seen the i seen the third one on like vhs another dating of uh <laughs> of the age yeah. but I think uh the, yeah i think my first two i can't remember if i saw them in the theater or not man i was definitely into turtles but i feel like i was probably so little that i was probably too small to really like take to the theaters to watch a movie at that time i think the first two were vhs for me and the third one i was in theater uh brian have you dabbled in the in any of the neca figures the last few years no not really but i don't like usually when i go to walmart i'll check buys a section because they're like right there by the funko yeah yeah. but like yeah we've cut down big time on our NECA collecting but we always still look at them just because they are such beautiful figures man like they're killing it i've always said like i would if if they could get the wwe license to release you know a handful of figures every year i think that would be awesome i want to know if brian has ever seen any of the teenage mutant ninja turtle movies is what i want to know because those were i mean born in 2000 i mean that's like a decade later yeah. I'll be honest with you. I like the 1990 version Turtles. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. Turtles the CGI. Came out like few few years ago. Yeah, that just, shit was whack, man. Yeah, it was horrible. Even yeah. even though Seamus was in the second one, it was so horrible. It's disgraceful. That made it worse. <laughs> yeah, it, did, it actually did. <laughs> but um, I like the comedy that was in the old older movies and them talking about pizza a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> comedy yeah. comedy has only gotten more whack with age so yeah go go back and watch some things from our childhood and our adolescence and uh yeah you'll you'll see what comedy really used to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah um all right we'll move on to the uh to uh mattel with the uh yeah. so bill um our buddy bill best friend friend not, of the show not my buddy <clears throat> oh well yeah i mean friend of the the Twitter, Friend of Twitter, yeah, not Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, so they uh, he he posted a picture of the Rock and Saw Connection uh, Elite Two Pack, uh, the box with the jackets on and everything and the glasses. Um, I can't wait for this two pack. I'm not sure about you two, but um, the just a, just the blue pants, uh, Mick Foley with the with the jacket on. Just oh yeah, I'm pumped. Just for brings this. back the memories. Yeah. I'm I'm lukewarm. It looks awesome, um, but I already have. So I actually made a custom uh, Mick Foley jacket a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Uh, yeah, Ralph's figure clothing out in the Philippines. They hooked us up with a jacket, so I kind of already have the rock and sock jackets. Um, and, and you know, I'm not a huge fan of sweatpants. Mick, my favorite version of Mick Foley. I we got the Mad Reaper to make us a custom figure of it. Is um, from his look at king of the ring 1998 where he still got the brown tights um but with the the white button-up shirt so 
okay. that's what that's the figure we got rocking the uh the rock and sock jacket but it will be good to have um the actual mattel versions because as you guys know some of those custom attires they have a tendency to wear out and stuff over the years yeah and i can't wait to see the packaging they use i hope they stick with the classic smackdown packaging um like they used with jeff hardy and triple h because it was an episode of smackdown it was really those rock and sock jackets that are so iconic they only lasted like three episodes it was a blip of, in uh, time yeah yeah, yeah. those lasted for i want to say maybe it was just two but it was definitely no more than three episodes of smackdown those jackets were around before i think it was triple h just ripped the uh, mick foley's like in half man and it was that was the end <laughs> of it but everybody remembers those jackets so much um still really really cool idea for a uh for a two-pack looking forward to them yeah um that definitely uh i mean obviously look at it on uh look for it on ringside when they when they announce it because that'll probably i think i'll sell pretty fast yeah our friends well. our friends over at chalkline they released a uh a version of the the rock and sock connection jacket so i mean it's out of stock now but it was the mick jacket not the rock jacket but yeah it's at it's out of stock but you know chalkline they're they're like NECA. they like to get and re-release their stuff eventually so stay on the lookout for that if you're a huge rock and sock mark because yeah that jacket is awesome if if anyone's listening i think we deserve a uh a um, ringside exclusive uh, the Rock, This Is Your Life. Oh my maybe, gosh. Maybe three pack so you can add the, the clown. clown. Yeah. Add the clown in there, Mick Foley, The Rock, and The Clown. And maybe some accessories, kind of like they did with the uh, the Festival of A Friendship. Um, friendship, just like, you know, all the, like the, the gifts and stuff and the just like just the whole set didn't bailey cool, so. do like a repug remix of that and trying to do bailey this and alexa life. bliss yes yeah. that's right yeah they widely regarded as one of the worst segments in the history of monday night raw yeah yeah it was bad mm-hmm. total total opposite of the the rock this is your life actually which was the highest segment <laughs> and yeah. one of the highest segments of raw's in raw's history um but yeah so uh we'll move on we'll move on to uh the ufc ultimate series two uh, Jazzwares announced their first in the line. Um, if you guys are familiar with MMA, you you know who she is. I'm not going to pronounce her last name because I will totally butcher it. Shit, but uh, she goes by the yeah she goes by the Bullet uh, in her first name. So I call I call the Bullet Valentina because mm. I think that's her IG handle as well. Um, and actually, the picture that they show actually has a she has a title with her, so it might come with a with uh with the UFC um title as well, but. I'm actually excited that they're announcing uh, Ultimate Series Two. Um, yeah, that's good that it's happening. I'm a uh, you know me and Sheena, we're both casual UFC fans. The only real modern day person that I'm looking for, I want to get a Khabib in scale. Yeah. You know, Khabib was yes. in that original set. With the wig. Yeah, yeah, we need we need yeah. Uh, look up the proper term for it. It's definitely not the wig for anybody listening. That's actually like a uh, it's like a hat it's like a religious like headdress thing. Yeah. Oh my bad. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Don't, Google don't, that real quick. Don't, Sheen. Google Google what? Khabib's headwear. Don't get us uh, canceled. Okay. Uh, last yeah. last you, show. You redeem the, yourself uh, right now. Ever. Yeah. Right. Look it up and you can uh, <laughs> let's educate everyone because it's not a it's not a common thing, but uh, but it is like a religious meaning on that that headdress you wear. So look that up, Sheen. While I talk about my wish list. So I want to get Khabib and then I want him to get some legends, man. I want to see, uh, you know, Ronda Rousey and Brock in the UFC form. And yep. then let's go deep, man. Give me Ken Shamrock. Give me Hoist Gracie, guys like that. I think that would be awesome. You know, Chuck Liddell. Um, so that'd be really cool if they start going down that path. Anderson Silva, you know what I mean? Yeah. They There's do, been so uh, many, so many iconic stars in UFC that I think would would be some big sellers. You know, you get some nostalgia buys from parents going down oh, the yeah. aisle with their kids. Yeah, you could definitely go go deep with the roster. You have like Andre Arvlosky, you have you have uh, 
Who else? Did you say um, you said Chuck Liddell already? All right, Chuck Liddell. Right. You got Randy Couture. Rampage. You have Rampage too, as well. You can yeah, go. Rampage. We still haven't got John Bone Jones either. That'd be another cool one yeah. for the modern guys. Vandalay, uh, you can go. Vandalay Silva. I yeah, Fedor. See that Fedor. You can uh, obviously my my twin Daniel Cormier. We need a, yeah, a scale exactly. size. Yeah, how do we forget about that? So I can have actually have my own figure in uh, in the market. So Brian, have you uh, have you picked up any of the UFC figures yet? Okay, we stunned Brian into silence with that one. <laughs> oh, like, I didn't know you were talking about like still UFC figures or um, anything else. Yeah, the Jazzwares UFC line. Have you had, have you picked up any of those yet? No, I've been like waiting on them like to come out with a UFC Legends line. Yeah, I did like Ronda Rousey, Brock, and then Chuck Liddell. Because I used to have like I think. To Chuck Liddell when they had the license with Jax or something. Yeah, yeah, the Jax like UFC one. They were always overtowering like the Mattels, and it'd be nice <laughs> to have like them in like sides with Mattel figures, and it'd be a way for them to throw out like the classic UFC belts instead of the current UFC belts. Yeah, that'd be cool too. All right, so I've got the I've got the details on the not wig. For uh for Khabib, so it's called it. it's called a um oh man you know I'm I'm gonna butcher this so please any any people out there don't like I said don't cancel me it's called a <laughs> Caucasus pop papaka papaka <laughs> um it's before every UFC fight Khabib characteristically dons a distinctive piece of headgear a woolen hat reminiscent of a blonde afro wig. As he makes his way toward the octagon, the hat known as a papapka in his native Dagestan, uh, I'm butchered that. Dagestan. Dagestan. Uh, <laughs> represents the history of his people. Can we get, we'll get that as a sound drop and you can. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we won't get too detailed into like geopolitical stuff on here. Let's keep it light. But the Dagestanis are not the kind of people you want angry with. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Please, let's, uh, let's can we, on. can we like, uh, yeah, don't, don't make sure you don't attach our address to like this, uh, you know, podcast or anything. I don't want anybody like beating down the This door. might be a lost episode. We might have to make this. <laughs> Say, uh, not go to the public to say uh, a Patreon exclusive. Listen, yeah. Seth, Seth is a world traveler. I have zero stamps on my passport, so um, you know we that, love our we love our listeners in Dagestan. Yes. Oh, do we though? I don't know. I don't know if that's controversial. Should we say we love our listeners in Dagestan? Yes, we do. Okay, we do we love? Yes, we love them so much. Okay. <laughs> it represents the history of his people. The wool, um, equal parts menacing and majestic, encapsulates the laborious heritage of the mountaineers, the height projects and the size of the Highlander's heart, and the weight illustrates the depths of the northern uh, Caucasian pride. Caucasian pride. And so that's, yeah, that's your, um, you know, that's your history on the, the not wig of Khabib. All right. You redeemed yourself. Marco, tell us yes. about the big find out in Cali. Oh man, big find that this is. I think yeah, Seth's Seth's been uh oh real quick. been at the mouth for this. Right hold on, here. Oh, hold on, ahead. hold on. There's a, one more detail that I like. Uh-oh. You know that my like crazy ass needs to read. It says um, it is not to be dropped or lost. So it's like basically like you know the flag, like you can't drop it, right? It says as sinister as it may seem, this special hat can traditionally only be removed if the head is removed along with it. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> 
yeah, so we are we sure we Dagestan? Please, we, we love everyone. We love I mean, dude, yeah. you guys have seen Khabib fight. The dude is like the baddest motherfucker in MMA history. So yeah, yeah, that's the kind of they, they, they breed a hearty people up there. You know, you've seen the videos. He was wrestling bears at like five years old. So if, if again, like I said, they're not the type of folks you want to insult or disrespect. So again, you, we you, love our Dagestani listeners. If you guys are out there, we love. All, we wouldn't be bad if they like were our only listeners if everyone just stopped listening to the show <laughs> can everyone just, just move can listeners? everyone just move to dagestan you know exactly yes yeah. we would uh i hear it's nice there in the winter greatly <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh yeah so we'll move on to the uh the rare the rare find this 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 guy has been uh like super i think i think he surpassed um little brand brand in the uh in the rarity of this uh of the unrivaled series oh, yes. yeah um so Darby Allen, um, rare edition, one of five hundred, has been spotted in California. I think it, I think that I think I seen another one after this. Um, so it's starting to pop up everywhere. Um, if you check eBay, still not on eBay. Um, I think when people find these, they're not putting them up on, up on eBay right away. If anything, um, so you definitely won't be hopefully able to that find means, it there. Hopefully but. that means real collectors are actually getting these in their hands and not yeah. people, not people who are trying to like you know gouge people. Yeah, so yeah, I checked. I went. I did the research on eBay. I maybe a couple of days ago there was nothing up on there for Darby right Allen. There's definitely no active listings. I'm seeing if yeah, yeah. There's Just not a been a Darby Allen chase listed or sold on eBay. So. Yeah, so yeah, so it's. Uh, I think the people that are finding these are actually collectors, and that's that's a good thing. That's a win for the uh, for the collectors out there. So yeah, it, it's 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 uh, popping up. There's there's hope out there. Keep hope alive. For that, I uh, need this figure in my life, man. <laughs> I know. Like I guess the first thing I seen, I was like, "Oh my god!" Seth's so about to be like, "What the hell?" It's Did the first. Ever- uh, it's really the first like chase or rare that I've even wanted, man. The rest of them have just been like, I mean, the MJF one was kind of cool because it came with the the dynamite ring or whatever. Yeah. But uh, but this one's the first one that's really had like a different style, like deco and everything. It's just really really cool figure, man. I just I want it, dude. Yeah, the Moxley one. Uh- for this upcoming one is uh this one is pretty cool with the uh with the eye patch and everything. Um so. Oh yeah, got to have that. Luckily the Mox is going to be 3000, so I think he'll uh he'll either be a a little bit easier to find or be at least a lot cheaper on the secondary market, but that figure's a must have. It's a it's a crying shame that that's not the regular series 5 release cuz it's such a cool figure. Yeah, no, definitely. Um so we'll move on uh to the uh to our to friend of the show, Zombie Sailor. Um we had an announcement of another, another uh, first ever actually, yeah, first in line, first ever as an action figure, um, coming out. That's uh, Barry Horowitz is a uh, greatest enhancement is, talent yeah, of all time. Is part of the heels and pat faces line. Yeah, pat on the back. He actually did a. Uh, did you guys get to watch the video? I did. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, it, was, it was good to see him. Looks he looks great. Um, glad to see that he actually has an action figure coming out. He seemed pretty pretty soaked about it as well so i mean this heels and faces line is shaping up to be something it's something be pretty spectacular man. this it's is why this is why we say that you have to support these ventures whether it's like you know just via supporting and sharing their stuff on social media or actually like you know opening up your wallets and and pre-ordering and purchasing these things because this is the kind of thing that you're going to only get with a company like you know zombie sailor or cella or you know all these little independent um toy makers versus like you know you're not going to get a barry horowitz from mattel like don't hold your breath so yeah. um you know that's why it's so so important to uh 
to support these guys. Yeah, they the just other, need to the find a cool way thing. to uh, they need to find a way to incorporate a pat on the back action for Barry Horowitz. <laughs> oh yeah, no, they they definitely have to. The other cool thing about Zombie Sailor um, in his line is that you get the you get the like original blueprinted like Hasbro figures. When yeah, it's wrong rude at man. Yeah, you get you get wrong you get you get the OG of the of the Hasbro figure line to that that's actually a part of this this thing. So you know, not to pick and choose, but if they have to go with the series. I'm going to go with ZST on this one. Um, and he actually, you know, to, to verify like what's going to be like in what series and stuff like that, he actually kind of put out like a list. So uh, uh, series one is going to be five figures and it's going to be uh, the first ever, another first ever Dino Bravo, um, as well as Sabu, Matt Cardona, Brian Myers and Earl Hebner, the blue shirt. So that's going to be the, uh, that's going to round out series one of heels and faces. And did you guys see the the Earl Hebner is going to have interchangeable hands? You can hold up the one yep. finger or the two finger for yeah, the with counts. the two. Yeah, he does the two. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, they he they actually released some uh, some sculpts. Um, I think it was like yesterday. Um, so no, it's like I said, the, even the first series right now for ZSC, I would definitely probably get every single one of these. Yeah, I'm, as soon as they go <laughs> up for pre order, I'm getting the whole set. Like no questions asked. It's happening. yeah. I mean, uh, it, Brian, it, do you collect? Uh, do you mess with Hasbro's or the retros or anything? Not really, because I've been trying to stay away from it because the market for them is like so high. And yeah, it's insane. Oh yeah. I think the only the only one I've had is the Kurt Angle retro, and then the old school Million Dollar Man retro. Mm-hmm. In the uh, the black suit or the green suit? The black suit, because I found it. Did you get the black or the green Ted DiBiase? Black suit. Nice. Yeah, I uh you you're not lying about the uh about the market, man. I'm down to pretty much just needing like the green cards and it's it's basically like uh like I'm either going to have to pay for my kids college or I can get these green card Hasbro's in my collection, so quite the uh quite the dilemma. Yeah. And like I said, I'm trying to do my uh my 123 kid slash Xbox slash 6 collection. I'm not not yeah. sure if that Hasbro's going to make it. <laughs> it's which is, be all which is why you need the the has books <laughs> and the uh the retrospective so that way you can still have it in spirit you know what i mean so yeah yeah you can, you can still have it. it yeah you can still have it to look at um without necessarily having to shell over a thousand dollars to to get yeah. it in your collection I, I can look at my first legend my my first legend kill yes of my uh of my career <laughs> so um <laughs> but um so we'll move on to uh to continue with AEW uh unrivaled series four uh, it was spotted at a Walmart in New Mexico, um, and I think I seen another on Twitter. Another someone else posted another picture at another Walmart as well. So, uh, so, so they are popping up around, around, just not in, in our area <laughs> at all. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I only seen series one. I haven't seen any of the other series. I think um, Target since they're starting to carry them. Um, I've seen a couple of series two, like the Bucks. Um, I think that was pretty much it. Wait, was series two or series three with the Bucks? Series three. Series three, yeah. So series three, I seen uh, both of the Bucks, and that was pretty much it. Uh, nothing else, but nothing at Walmart. So just series one on my end. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it for that. And um, uh, also uh, for Cella Toys, since we're going back with the retros, uh, the Wrestling Megastar Series One, um, the Hayabusa figure is actually now up for pre-order. Um, so if you go to their uh, their website or if you go to asylumwrestlingstore.com or cellotoys.net, you can uh, pre-order the 
Hayabusa uh, Series 1 figure. So, Yep, got mine pre-ordered yeah. already. Did you get it, Marco? Nice. No, no I haven't uh, uh, gone on there yet. I still, I still haven't pre-ordered the, my... Uh, um, actually, no. Actually, no, that's, that's one of the ones I am going to pre-order, yeah. I just haven't done it yet. All right, uh, Marco, what did you add to your collection this week, man? Oh, man. So, uh, so I actually got this book, so... It is. I'm not sure if you guys heard of this yet. So, inside the ropes, you guys heard of that? Um, have not. Site. You have never, you never heard inside the ropes. So there, it's like a website. It's a wrestling website. Um, they actually came up with a wrestling almanac um, for 2020-2021. Um, it's okay. complete wrestling statistics. Nice. Um, so it's pretty cool. So it actually looks exact. Like the cover is the exact cover of the almanac from. Uh, from uh, Back to the Future, so if you you picture that in your head, um, right. it looks exactly like the, the the font and everything, the the color scheme. Um, so it actually has like everything that happened last year uh, in wrestling, as well as um, the history of uh, all major uh, wrestling uh, organizations, so like WWE, AEW, New Japan, ROH, MLW. Um, it has the historical um, stats of all the championships, so like. Literally everything. So the NWA all the way to the United States Championship. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm flipping, actually flipping through it right now. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. So it's inside the Ropes uh, Wrestling Magazine. They actually put this out. It's their first one ever. Um, I hope they do one next year, which is pretty cool. But yeah, just looking back at the year 2020, it was a pretty crazy year for uh, for wrestling. Just looking at like the different things that happened and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool thing that hopefully I can uh, travel back in time and uh, use this to, to play some bets on some matches and stuff like that. <laughs> that's that's uh, <laughs> that's one of the things I want to do. Um, as far as figures, I actually did get uh, Unrivaled Series Four uh, from Ringside. Um, definitely, probably my favorite line right now. Um, head sculpts are awesome. The uh, the Cody Rhodes is pretty amazing. Um, is they it, actually um, they nailed it. I, I oh no. I mean the well the head sculpt. No, I'm just kidding. I just like to give the you code a hard breaker time. shirt was a nice touch too. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. Um, and then the the Kenny Omega head sculpt is awesome. I actually like the gear as well uh, that he's wearing the the uh, the the tights that he has on too. Um, I actually like the uh, the material of the the vest. It's not like a hard rubber material. It's actually really flexible. Yeah, if you guys yeah. Uh, notice that as well. So it's like easy to take on and off and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, then my, my probably my favorite piece of the week is is from none other none other than the OG Fig Kid um, was oh actually able to, Tom Montalto. What he what he yeah. did you? Oh the or the staple as they call him as well. That's his other uh, Tavern. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he was able to uh, acquire the uh, Big Van Vader uh, Legend Series Ten. Yeah, that was a killer and, uh, pickup. Yeah, so it's not this. This is in the running for probably one of my favorite figures of the year so far, uh, just because of the different the, the different head sculpt. That obviously the 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 big uh, the big Vader piece that you get thrown. Yeah, in there the helmet, well. the smoking yep. helmet. Yeah, but you could take the uh, that you take like the masked head off and put on the regular head, but then put on the actual Vader mask. It seems like stuff. that's yeah. been the, the definitely the most uh, wanted figure amongst the fully fam at the moment so it seems like to be oh, like yeah. the most popular for it's sure it's been a while since vader had a release i mean elite 31 was like late 2014 early 2015 and that was a hard to find figure mm-hmm. you know oh yeah 
And I, I think too, like with with Vader, anyway, as as a wrestler, I think I mean for me anyway, I think he holds like a like a kind of like a soft spot for a lot of wrestling fans, mainly because obviously he's a, a big guy that can like move around and stuff like that. He's super fast. He was intimidating. He would just if you were a kid watching Vader, like he would just literally just pummel people. Vader is the awesome, man. Like, man. Yeah, Vader <laughs> is as like a kid, one you're just like big man to ever do it. He's, yeah, he would just he would just like haul off on anybody, and it was. I, I remember like watching him as a kid. I'm like, oh my god, this guy's so awesome! Like Every, anyone that would just like brutally beat someone, I was I was infatuated. I, with, everything so. about his gimmick, <laughs> I'm here for. I love yeah. I love Vader. I think I put him as number two, man. I think I put him as number two behind Undertaker for best big man of all mm-hmm. time, man. Oh yeah, he was that, just yeah, incredible. I mean, yeah, you definitely have to put him up. He's definitely in the top five if he's not in if he's not number and two. And he's kind of in his own like man. subcategory too, because there's big men like Undertaker, and then there's big men like Vader. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's big it's, dude it's a, season. It's a, a total. Yeah, he, he is like a yeah an OG <laughs> big dude season. Like it's just a totally different body type. I mean, yeah, Undertaker is like ginormous and huge, but to to be able to move the way that Vader did with his body type is like next level crazy. Yeah, the only guy that was similar was was Bam Bam Bigelow. But the thing about it is, Bam Bam could do the high flying like yeah. Vader did. Yeah, but uh, he didn't have those strikes. You know, Vader had the strikes and the slams. They were just brutal. Bam Bam was, you know, he was still a great worker, but he was, you know, he wasn't as uh, as just a a grizzly bear like Vader was when uh, when he was just going like ground and pound mode with his opponents. Yeah, they uh, just uh, just before I hand it off to you guys, there's actually feels like the New Day podcast. Um, they actually did like a mailbag episode and they talked about, uh, you know, the first time they met Vader, um, as a, as a, uh, you know, as a trio and, um, <laughs> and, uh, Kofi and Xavier just talk about how much Vader did not care at all about either one of them two and just was totally <laughs> fixated on Big E. Like that's the only, <laughs> that's the only person he would talk to. Yeah. Like, he just like, he just gravitated towards Big they have E. They common ground, like, man. Yeah. He was just like, he just, he was just in love with them. And like, they were just like, we just felt so like, you know, like shafted. Like we didn't, we, we didn't know what to do. We we're just, you know, he, we're all together and he's just like, f- like fixated on Big E just like talking to him and like, you know, you know, really gravitating towards him and stuff like that. Cause we we're little guys and. He didn't really care True, about it. But I, I will, thought that was a pretty funny I would funny say story. I would say that Biggie's probably the most magnetic out of those guys anyway. You know, regardless of size, I feel like even if Biggie was tiny, I feel like he would still be the most just like just charismatic of those guys. Yeah. And then that just got me thinking. I would you know, dream match Biggie versus Big Van Vader. The Battle of the Bigs. Yeah, the Battle Big of the Big V Bigs. versus uh Big E. That'd be great, man. <laughs> <laughs> is it a new day or is it Vader time? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we had another well-rounded week. We had a little bit across the board from all the different sets that we collect. So we'll start off with the Motus. I was able to grab Rattlesnake Mountain, the ring playset off of Walmart's uh, website. So, uh, you know, the ring was cool. Those The box art on both ring playsets they've had have just really been incredible. But I really just wanted it for the figures. You know, it comes with Steve Austin and Hulk Hogan, two of, you know, probably the number one and number two biggest stars in pro wrestling history outside of maybe the rock. So it was awesome to get those guys. And I gave the ring to Brett, the baby face to play with just because, uh, I don't really need to have the space to store another ring, especially one with giant rattlesnakes on top of the ring posts, but really, really cool playset. And the Hogan and Austin are both just incredible figures. Also grabbed Motu Braun Strowman, just, uh, helping to get caught up with, uh, you know, all the Motu sets since we were definitely behind the power curve on those. We didn't jump in until the Brett was revealed at the WrestleMania figure reveals. 
working on closing up our Hasbro's also we had a little WrestleMania 11 action. We grabbed Owen Hart and Yokozuna from Hasbro's Kings on Instagram. So uh, thanks for, for cutting us a good deal on those. Ringside Collectibles uh, hooked us up with that exclusive WrestleMania 12 Ultimate Warrior. Sheena, just talk about how amazing that figure is. Oh, yeah. I mean, it just looks incredible. The packaging is awesome. Um, it was definitely a missing part in our collection. So, yeah, I'm stoked to have to have that figure. And the baby face popped for it, too. We got it out, and he was just like, Ulti Oyer. So, <laughs> yeah, um, very, very happy with that figure. Yeah, Mattel has just done an amazing job on the Warrior. We're really starting to run out, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit on, uh, on Sheena's IG account. We're running out of the really iconic warrior attires, you know, they haven't done summer, uh, SummerSlam 91 yet when him and Hogan took over, you know, team Iraq with Sergeant Slaughter and his mm-hmm. goons. Um, survivor series 90 was cool, but it's really getting kind of few and far between for what warrior attires we're going to get in figure form. Um, cause Mattel has just knocked it out of the park on all of them. And then our friend forbidden figurines hooked us up with some more belts. We grabbed the NWA belt, the, um, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Hold on. We got the NWA belt, the uh, the IWGP US belt. So those things both look incredible. Um, they're like basically little miniature works of art. If you guys yeah. haven't seen Forbidden Figurines um, work yet, she is at, makes the absolute best custom belts in the game. So so hit her up if you need some belts to round out your collection. Uh, she she makes WWE, AEW, NXT, New Japan, all kinds of historical stuff. Really anything you can think of, she could make it. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW, as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. El Idolo! Keeping It Tranquilo is where we give you some entertainment recommendations for something outside of the ring and sometimes completely outside of the world of professional wrestling. This segment is brought to you by Verb Energy because sometimes keeping it tranquilo can be exhausting. Verb is your delicious 90-calorie snack bar to help you get through your favorite binge-watching sesh. Hit the link in our show notes to save some money and get your Verb starter pack for only $12. Now, let's get tranquilo. All right, let's get into it. Uh, our buddy Brian Baker had to bow out. He's having a little bit of technical difficulties down there in North Carolina, as <laughs> Justin Roberts would say. So I guess the internet just isn't really hitting down there. Um, but yeah, you know, we're going to definitely have him back sometime. And thanks for your contributions to the award winning Chick Foley show, Brian. Um, let's get into keeping it tranquilo. Sheena, first up, what flavor of Verb Energy Bar did you eat? this evening before we hit record i'm on a peppermint mocha kick um man any anything that tastes like a thin mint is totally in my wheelhouse but earlier today i did have one of the double chocolates because you know i gotta stay caffeinated like all day long probably where my anxiety comes from but you know hey what what are you gonna do um but the double chocolate tastes like have you guys ever had like no bake cookies like you know the drop cookies where it's just like you know chocolate oatmeal deliciousness oh yeah 
oh, that's what that's what it tastes like. So it's so mm. good. That does that definitely doesn't seem like something Seth would like, but uh, Marco, you you and you and I are usually on the same wavelength. So I fig- I figured you would like it. Oh yeah, definitely. I love being made to be an outcast on my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we also sent a uh, a care package of Herb Energy bars to the fig god Jordan Wells. This is his second mentioned on the show for those keeping track at home. So, uh, you know, his, his fig hunts are going to be even more lit than they already are. He's going to be hitting all the stores in Nebraska twice as fast. So you guys really don't stand a chance out there in the Midwest. I'll kick off this week on keeping it tranquilo. Again, this is where we give you guys just some, uh, you know, outside the ring entertainment recommendations. I'll start off by plugging my own appearance on the mild mannered Canadian collectors podcast this week. I had a blast with those guys, uh, Kevin, Eugene, is the host of that show along with his buddy Eric. Uh, we got deep into the figure talk, you know. So we kind of, we, you know, we always keep up on what's going on with the figures on this show, but we really got hardcore into some really nerding out um, figure talk on there, and it was a blast. Those guys definitely lived up to all of my stereotypical thoughts of Canadians. They were just ridiculously nice, super mellow. Um, they couldn't have been friendlier, <laughs> you know. And they and they had some really kind words to say about um, Sheena and Marco, and talked about how. We've actually been an inspiration for them. So that's pretty neat. You know, we're going on two plus years with this show. So it's always an honor. We tell everybody, you know, if you got a passion, do a podcast, you know what I mean? And maybe you do it for a couple of weeks and realize it's not for you. uh, Or maybe it's something that you end up doing for a couple of years like we're we're doing right now. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And I encourage you guys to to listen to that show. Again, it's the Mild Mannered Canadian Collectors Podcast. And uh, you can find it pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. Um, the other thing I want to plug is a uh, iOS game. So you can find this on iPhone or uh, iPad, Rowdy City Wrestling. Uh, yeah. My son, is, our son is addicted to this game. It's basically a, uh, you know, it's like a generic wrestling game. They, uh, it's not licensed or anything, but they do have a lot of characters that are. There's a lot of people you're going to recognize. Yeah. You know, there's like, instead of Andre the Giant, they have like Andrew the Big Man. Um, they got Ultimate Warrior knockoffs, Rey Mysterio. And it's, you know, it's, it's tongue in cheek. So it's, it, there's, you're supposed to know they're knockoffs. You know, yeah. it's not like a ripoff. It's more of like a satire. But the game's really fun. It's got some tight gameplay. Uh, it harkens back to WrestleFest a little bit. There's really just a couple of buttons you need to know. Simple and it's controls. a lot of fun. And there's actually a storyline to it. Um, if you got kids, it's a great way to introduce them to wrestling gaming because it is simple and it's a lot of fun. Bright, colorful, 16 bit graphics. So, yeah, that's Rowdy City Wrestling. And I give it a very, very strong recommendation. Uh, Sheena, over to you. So um, I have a couple of recommendations. I'm going to start with something that Seth and I, we started watching it, um, was it last night? Night before last? Yeah, I can't remember. The days have been long. Um, But we started watching The Last Blockbuster. It's on Netflix. And it is, um, it's kind of basically just kind of highlighting the, you know, inception and rise and fall of blockbuster and if you're if you're of our age you know not like brian if you are an 80s baby who grew up in the in the early 90s or even before uh just like the the act of renting videos and like all of the nostalgia that goes along with it it's just it really hits you right in that feel spot and it's really good um it's you know it's more entertaining than like educational there's some really cool like you know things that you may not have known before but yeah it's uh it's super super entertaining like i said you you'll like it if you're of our if our of our age group um it'll make you feel like if you are younger than us 
you'll be like, what the hell, people? What the hell is this cassette? And people used to watch videos oh, on this. Are you kidding me? Like rewinding? Like what is that? Yeah, I was um, talking to my mom on the way home from work today, and I was telling her about it, and she even said, she said, yeah, that's what we did every Friday night. We'd either go, yeah. and the video store that we always went to, it wasn't a blockbuster. It was just a local chain, mm-hmm. and it was in a shopping center with um, Subway and Whataburger, which is a South Texas fast food staple. And yeah, she said we'd go every Friday night. We'd either get Whataburger or Subway and go pick out a few movies. Yeah, same. Uh, I would go to my dad's house on the weekends and we would always get, um, you know, a few movies to watch over the weekend. And it just, I don't know. I don't know what it what it was about that feeling of watching movies, but something about having the physical movies in your possession, I guess, because you had to like turn them back in. You, you legitimately only had a limited amount of time that you were able to view these things. Like the sense of urgency and the amount of attention that you paid to things was just so much different than what it is now. Um, because, you know, now at any given time, you can watch a movie you know, if you miss something, you can go back and watch it. Um, you know, you know, you can watch it again next week if you don't really, you know, get it or if you know aren't, aren't able to finish it. But like the amount of attention that you paid to something that you like paid for and went to the store to get, like it just there was so much yeah. more care and love in those in those movie nights way back in the day. You know, you guys. Well, feel the thing the same? about it is, is that you know when you rented the movie, that was really the best entertainment option you had. You know, you had what movie you rented or you had basically what was coming on HBO that night. Yeah. Your best choice. Whereas nowadays, you know, you basically have the entire history of anything that's been put on film at your fingertips at a moment's notice. At any so, time. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, I think it's, uh, you know, the, too many choices is the death of choice. And I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what we suffer from nowadays. Why you end up, you know, browsing for 20 minutes, just end up watching the office for the 50th time. <laughs> uh, guilty. Yeah. Guilty. Yep, uh, yep. But yeah, so definitely check out the last blockbuster. Um, like I said, I've enjoyed We only got up. We only got halfway through it last night because we started it really late and we're, you know, we're dinosaurs as we've alluded to on this, on this show. So we had to get to bed. <laughs> Uh, so the next thing I'll talk about is darks. The new series of darks or the new season of dark side of the ring is coming up. I think May 6th is when it, um, is, uh, going to premiere, but yeah, yeah, they, they announced all of the episodes that are going to be premiering. So we got Brian Pillman, uh, Nick, Nick Gage, collision yeah. collision in Korea. Yes. The ultimate warrior. Hell yes. Grizzly Smith. Yeah. Dynamite kid. Yes. Johnny K9, aka Bruiser Bedlam. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> the, the steroid trials. Yes. Yeah. FMW. Yeah. Plane Ride from Hell. Yes. Okay. Luna Vachon. Yes. XPW. Huh? And Chris Canyon. Okay. So well, how do you how do you guys think this this ser- this season stacks up against previous seasons it's gonna be excellent man it's it's more episodes um there's ultimate warrior and brian pillman so as long as those two are half decent they're gonna be able to carry whatever else is on there which one are you most stoked for marco um i'm probably not gonna i'm gonna gonna skip the ultimate warrior one because i feel it's gonna probably sway my uh my my young mind on ultimate warrior for some reason if you haven't been swayed by now, then you're not going to be swayed. That is that. true. Um, Best way to yeah. appreciate Ultimate Warriors kayfabe only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can't believe you said eh to Nick Gage. That dude's freaking. Have you watched any of his matches or have you? I mean, the only thing of? I really know of him is his run in with David Arquette from what was that about a year and a half ago? So I don't know, man. I'm just death, deathmatch wrestling has never really been like it for me. And, and that's kind of what I see him as. Is, is there something I'm missing there? Yeah, he's he's kind of hard. I mean, I know uh, Moxley's on this episode because uh, they have like a little uh, 
excerpt from it where he's talking about his match with with Nick Cage when he pretty much took a uh, like a pizza cutter and uh, a pizza slice cutter and uh, put it across his uh, like the edges of his mouth, like just put it in his mouth and just swiped it across. Yeah, that dude wants yeah, to like literally joker. kill people. Yeah, so I would, I would I'd probably that's probably going to be one of the most entertaining. If you like the New Jack episode, I was gonna say it's um, to this is probably gonna be a lot worse than the New Jack episode. I'll, I'll probably say that much. Uh, Marco, tell us about nobody. Yeah, so um, I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna read the, uh, the description because I don't want to give anything away at all because this is definitely a must watch, especially if you're a fan of uh, Bob Odenkirk. Love um, him. If you and obviously Better Call Saul. Um, He's on the post in uh, Nebraska as well. And if even further back on HBO, he had a show called uh, The Show with Bob and Dave. Yeah, I remember uh, that. With one. David Cross. And um, that show was, it was a really weird sketch comedy uh, type of show. But uh, yeah, so he, uh, so basically he's uh, in this movie, he's kind of like a, you know, overlooked uh, like dad. You know, he's a husband as well. Um, he's basically just you know, just going through life as just a normal guy, just like, you know, missing trash days and, you know, just having bad luck pretty much every day out of the week. And, yeah. you know, just going through life's, you know, indignities, as they like to say, uh, pretty much like, like, uh, like a nobody. That's what it's, that's, what's called nobody. But, um, so basically I'll just give you the premise and then I'll leave it off at that. So basically, uh, his house gets broken into, um, and he refuses to, um, you know, you know, defend himself, against these people or his family. Um, and that's pretty much where I'll leave it. And then I'm going to leave it as a cliffhanger. You go watch the rest of the movie. Um, it is it is really awesome. Um, I don't want to give anything away, but yeah. So it's called Nobody. And uh, I think it's in theaters right now. I think you can only rent it. Um, you can Not pretty much rent it anywhere. Not at Blockbuster. No. Uh, but yeah, you can rent it on like pretty much like Amazon Prime or Apple TV or whatever you get your, you rent your movies. Uh, you can have it for like 30 days, uh, but if you start watching it, you have 48 hours to watch it, just like a, a, a movie rental, essentially. Um, but yeah, really good movie. Definitely, definitely highly recommended on my side. All right, that's Nobody, so check it out on Marco's recommendation. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Nick, better known as Extra Cooler. Is there anything better than diving back into the wrestling archives and watching classic matches from the past? Yes, there is. It's doing that with your buddies while cracking jokes and enjoying some ice-cold beverages. If that sounds like fun to you, then be sure to check out my new podcast, The Extra Cooler Show, where each episode, my Survivor Series team and I review an old-school match chosen by you, the listeners. The Extra Cooler Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and follow us for new episodes every other Thursday morning. Random Merch of the Week is where we scour the deep recesses of the internet to track down hard-to-find and never-before-seen wrestling merchandise and share it with you, the Foley fam. You can find links to purchase our rare finds in the show notes of every episode. This segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. Visit the official Chick Foley Show store by searching Chick Foley at ProWrestlingTees.com or hitting the link in our show notes. All right, Marco, tell us about this random merch this week. Yeah, so... uh I don't know how I stumbled upon this. I think I was just looking up some type of like, you know, weird memorabilia. Um, but uh, they there's actually someone selling a 
uh, ticket stub from uh, Monday Night Raw on January 1st. Uh, I mean, 31st. Uh, January 31st uh, in 1994. Um, it was originally $1,000 to purchase, but now they, you know, cut off 100 bucks. So no. it's only $900. It's a bargain. Uh, yeah, for this, uh, this it, it was $15. Uh, the ticket, so it's uh, it's well worth it. If you go back, Do you guys and look, know why this uh, this particular raw was significant. Uh, I was actually looking it up, and no, because so the card this was is, completely this, awful. This uh, <laughs> right, so the card was awful. But if you guys remember, the 1994 Royal Rumble ended with Lex Luger and Bret Hart tying for the winner, yes. and this raw was uh, or at these raw tapings was where the actual coin toss went down to determine. Oh yeah. Who was going to fight Yokozuna first at WrestleMania 10? So this is a very historically significant episode of Raw. Um, that's funny that you found this, Marco, because we had not uh, we hadn't discussed this. But the cool thing about it was that uh, on Sports Card Madness, that's a Ringer podcast, also strongly recommend. Uh, they talk about collectibles, and they had an expert on last week. And he um, he thought he felt that ticket stubs were going to be one of the things that really hold their value. You know, sports cars are obviously going through the roof right now. You see Target has like special protocols for for handing out sports cards and stuff. People are actually yeah. been putting GPS trackers on the trucks that deliver sports cards so they can follow them what around. The to are Walmart's you serious? And yeah, I mean. It's not even really for the love of collecting right now. Basically, sport, sports cards in uh, baseball, yeah. basketball, and NBA have become, yeah, just another form of currency. You know, they're basically like crypt, crypto or NFTs. That's really all they are right now. It's a straight up investment. If you happen to find a case, just get them and just sell them. Don't even worry about opening them up. Just get the packs and you could resell them for probably about 400% profit. It's easy money right now. Um, but he said he felt like the sports cards were going to crash, but tickets were one thing that will hold their value because there's just no way to make any more of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. there's probably, there's probably maybe, you know, anywhere from eight to 12,000, um, tickets sold for this, uh, this particular raw taping. And how many of those do you think are even still in circulation? You know? So right. he said, yeah. uh, he said he thinks that's going to be real commodities and he advised people going to events now go to the booth and get ticket stubs. Even if you have the online, um, you know, printout like most people have from Ticketmaster or Eventbrite for at most um, venues, if you go to the box office, they will still print you out an actual like old school ticket stub if you give them that. So he encouraged people to get those because those are going to be highly collectible, um, basically impossible to recreate. And uh, and yeah, so I thought this was a, it was a good pick and, you know, it could be a good investment, you know, grab this, send it off to PSA to get graded. You know, hey, Brett and, and Lex Luger are, are both still around. Maybe you get both those guys to autograph it. How cool of a collection piece would that be? You know? Yeah, that's true. And you get a, I mean, they also got to see the, uh, whoever this was, got to see the debut of Quang as well. Quang. It was a uh, Quang's uh, raw debut. He's a new gen staple. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was just looking at the card and I was like, minus the, the coin toss. It was, yeah, it wasn't the, uh, wasn't the greatest of uh if you want to complain about raw now just watch a raw in, in this year and you'll you'll beg to differ oh yeah the worse. old school the old school <laughs> raws were just they were a totally different type of product man they were really just like a series of mat they were almost like a glorified version of uh like the old school wwf superstars where it'd just be you know some squash matches and then maybe you'd get one kind of actual storyline match in the main event but yeah exactly you know, we no, we don't we are in it for the love of the game um but if you are a collector that's into this stuff as an investment uh, you know 
I, I definitely think this would be a good buy to, to grab and do a couple of things to increase the value of it and sit on it for a few years. And I think it may really be worth some money someday because yeah. the 94 Royal Rumble is still really iconic and it led into WrestleMania 10, you know, which is one of the all time greatest yeah. WrestleManias. All right, Sheena, it's time to hit us with some listener mail. All right, this first question comes in from our buddy Francis Marino. He says, honestly, this question is on my mind nonstop when I watch wrestling. It's so simple, and I want to know your three's opinion. Who do you think will eventually take the title from Roman, even though he's not losing it anytime soon? Also, I wanted to know, um, I was wondering with the New Japan figures, what do you guys consider MOC? I think Seth touched on this a few podcasts back, but it's something that has my mind boggled. So we'll start from the top. Um, who is going to eventually dethrone Roman and become the Blue Universal champion? Mark, I'll let you go first. Oh, man. It's kind of hard to see uh, 10 years into the future because I don't think he's ever going to lose a title. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, honestly, I don't – right now, I mean, the only only person I can think of right now, like, active would probably be, like, like a Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, that's that's actually there, like, physically wrestling and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Seth um, has or, traditionally had Roman's number. Yeah. Or, I mean, if they move Drew over – to the to the SmackDown side of things after if they do I mean I, I think they're probably going to be doing yeah. a, a raw draft at some point so I mean the only thing I would think it would have to be a true baby face because yeah which would the be Rollins I yeah. mean they would have to they would have to do some transitioning with Rollins to get him back in the he's got a ways to go yeah, yeah he's got he's got a ways to go but yeah it's not going to mean as much if it's like a you know I mean clearly I'm here for anything that Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns do, especially yeah. together. But uh, I feel like, yeah, they would have to really transition Rollins to a baby face position to get it to mean as much as it should when somebody takes down Roman. So I could definitely see drew in that position. Yeah. Um, maybe you guys are going to clown me. I think Keith Lee. No. Why would we clown you over Keith? <laughs> no, Lee? no. Well, we, just, I, well, I guess I, you know, we love Keith Lee on here. I guess I, you know, I misspoke. Not that you guys will clown me. I think that this prediction could really end up aging very poorly. Cause I mm. think Keith Lee's kind of on the, he's kind of on the, the borderline right now where I could see him just going and ended up, you know, he could either be yeah. in the main event or he could be on main event. If you guys know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think either one of those are, are distinct possibilities for, where he's kind of at right now, once he comes back from his, uh, you know, injury or illness or whatever, whatever's got him on the sideline. But I do think you could build him up. Um, him and Roman had that awesome showdown at the end of survivor series, 2019. We've never really gotten a follow up on that. And mm-hmm. I think especially once live crowds are back, they're going to be behind Keith Lee. Cause he's such an incredible worker. Um, and yeah, I, I think Keith Lee could be the guy to dethrone Roman. Yeah. The only, only other the cool thing I would, I would love them to do, which I, obviously de- definitely would never do would be like Walter. Walter would be, he's not really a, f- I mean, he's, he has a hail, yeah. but uh, just like he could be like, kind of like a belt collector and I would have him just go to every brand and just take all their belts, beat Roman, take that title, go to, go to raw beat Bobby Lashley. Cause he definitely has a size to like defeat all of those guys. Um, it would be definitely believable. He would definitely go to NXT and be carrying cross if he had to. Um, Sounds like would, another would, promotion. Something, they got, the, something would, they got going on right now. I mean, but yeah. the other the cool thing about that is he doesn't speak really. Like he's not like a he has he's not like all flashy. He wears like you know crazy yeah. clothes and all that stuff. He's like just some 
serious looking dude. Just an ass kicker. He's like he's like yeah. the Jason Voorhees of the yeah. uh, of the WWE. You know. And then he beats Kenny sometime down the line and takes all his titles. <laughs> that's, that's my fantasy. Yeah, it should booking. just be a winner take all for Kenny. Just, if Walter, you beat Kenny, you get all the titles. titles. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what do you guys think? Real quick, um, give your your five second. Uh, what what cons- is considered MOC for the New Japan figures, Seth? I think it's just the last layer of packaging. I think you can open up the cardboard and you can take it out of the bag. I think it's that last box. As long as you maintain the integrity of that, I think you could still call it an MOC figure. But there's a but there's a sleeve, right? Isn't there a sleeve on top of it the was box? A, so there's a cardboard sleeve on the outside, and then when you take that off, the bo- uh, the next box is inside a plastic bag. So I think you could open the cardboard sleeve, and I think you could take the plastic bag off. And I think you could still call it MOC, even if that, as long as that last box isn't cut open. No, but I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think there, so there was like the box that it came in that had the, it was like the the brown cardboard with the New Japan logo on there. And then inside yeah. of that, there was a, a, a plastic bag around a box. But then inside, like that box is a sleeve. Like, yes. So can yeah. you, if you, if you release the sleeve from the um, inner box, yeah. you know what I mean? Is that <laughs> considered MOC? Yeah, remember I had we had this argument before. And we Seth, did. You were, yeah, you were on the stance that you had to keep you it like, completely yeah, all together. Yeah, he was. Seth was be, team yeah. team suffering. And I said you could just take it out. It's the figure still in a box. It's still all packaged. So it's yeah. MOC. My, my my version of MOC for this is you cannot like take the sleeve off. Like you know what I mean. Anytime there's an outer sleeve, like with the um, like Slim Jim. Or any of those, like you cannot remove that outer sleeve, or it's not MOC. Even if there's an inner packaging with the, like with the figure inside yeah, of it. Yeah, so you know I, I, mean? I I like that take because then I can just you know I could take that cardboard sleeve, open it up, take the figures out, pack it back up with anything I and want. People just will send never it to somebody even know. Yeah, yeah. say hey, it's MOC. Don't open yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. true. Don't, They'll never even know. So yeah, um, we'll put that to bed. I, I would really like to hear your guys' takes on this. I don't think we ever asked the the Foley fam for their for their take. So let us know what you guys consider MOC for those New Japan figures. Um, the next question comes in from Ryan Ferguson. He says, "Book a Survivor Series match pitting WWE versus AEW. Um, if needed, NXT can be used along with WWE, men, women, or both." So I will let each of you pick a Survivor Series team. Um, I'm going to have uh, Marco. You're going to pick the AEW team, and Seth, you're going to pick the WWE team. Oh, boy. Who's going first? I'll go first. Um, I'll yeah. stick with uh, – I'm going to keep it simple. It's going to be the, the Bloodline and then the uh, you know the Shield Brothers. It's going to be Roman and the Usos, and we're going to have Seth rounding it out. Mm-hmm. Or, so, uh, wait, are we going yeah, Classic Survivor five. Series 4 yeah, on you 4? Yeah, you got to have 5 or are we going the, uh, the more recent where it's 5 on 5? I would say I would say five on five. Okay, five so five. I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Roman and Seth and the Usos, and then uh, Daniel Bryan because you know, when in doubt, add Daniel Bryan to the match. That's what we saw. At <laughs> event, so, yeah, Roman, Seth, DB, and the Usos. That's oh, a pretty man. strong team. You have yeah, to come correct, Marco. For AEW, wow, this yeah. is. Uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pull out all the stops for this one. Uh, so you definitely have to. I definitely have to have Jericho in there. Um, okay. He's a staple. Yeah. Of the uh, of, of AEW. Don't tell Tom um, Montalto. What was that? I said, don't tell Tom Montalto, the OG fig kid. He's the he's. The oh staple. yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, we say I have four more. This is tough. I, I need a big man on the team. I need someone to you know take down Roman. Mm. So I'm gonna go with Lucha. I'm gonna take Luchasaurus. Okay. I was gonna go. I was gonna go like Murder Hawk or one of those guys, but 
I like Luchasaurus's look, and he's he has that sick ass spin kick, kind of like that Alistair Black like Black Mass move yeah. that he does. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take him. So I need a big man. I need a high flyer. So I'm gonna go with uh to to match like Seth Rollins. Actually, no, actually match yeah match Seth Rollins. So I'm gonna go with a uh, I'm gonna go with Kenny. Let's so Kenny in there. Uh, so we get that that uh, kind of like dream match with uh, Kenny and Seth going at it. And that's three, right? So I need two more. Yeah. We'll round it off with the Bucks. We'll nice. throw the Bucks in there. Yeah. Bucks and the, the Usos. The Bucks and Usos. Yeah, that'd be nasty. Yeah. All right. Our last question comes in from John Swallow. He says, the way too early Money in the Bank winners for this year are... And Zach Hertzler says he was about to say that. So this is a combo question from from John and Zach. Uh, <laughs> That's a tough one. I mean, last year was such a wild card with Otis. Yeah, last year was ridiculous. Otis winning and then losing it to The Miz, which ended up actually being a successful cash-in. And then Asuka, uh, you know, when she got the briefcase, little did we know the yeah. belt was in there. I don't know how she didn't realize this heavy-ass championship belt was in the briefcase. <laughs> got it, but whatever. Um, for the guys... I don't know. Money in the Bank has just been so all over the place the last few years, yeah. you know, between Otis and then Brock and Braun Strowman. Um, if I had to pick somebody to win it, though, hmm, maybe uh, maybe an NXT call-up, you know. Maybe Adam Cole comes up. Maybe Adam Cole grabs it. I think yeah, Adam Cole could do good with it. That'd be a great way to immediately establish him on the main roster. So I'm going to go with the yeah, wild card pick Cole. and say Adam Cole. Adam Cole is is a good is a good shout, Marco. I was gonna, I was gonna say that too. Adam Cole would definitely be a, a really good one. Um, I'm gonna try to go with someone from the main roster. Oh, that's rough. Um, dang, they already had a face. So like Otis was a face with actually no because they switch over to Miz. He's kind of he was the heel with it. I'm just going to scratch That's last rough. year because I feel like we shouldn't base anything off of what happened last year with the money in the bank. True. That, I think I, I would like to see Seth Rollins with the, with the briefcase again. again. Cool. Yeah. 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 Either that, that or like, I don't know, maybe, I mean, I think actually Riddle would probably be pretty funny. Yeah. With the, uh, Matt Riddle was running through my mind case. too, but I, just, I feel like you really need to tweak his character <laughs> what he's got going so far. Yeah. Cause Otis I, was kind of like a comedy act last year when he had it too. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't, and it doesn't do anything when the comedy act like cashes in because it's just, it just doesn't. I don't know, it just doesn't resonate the same. A- yeah. Alistair Black could be cool. That could be a cool way yeah. to like, like, like freaking, you know, boost him right what into if, uh, the main event picture. You know, what if you get like a Jay? What if Jay Uso Dude, wins? Marco, you freaking read my mind. I was just about to say, <laughs> what if Jay Uso gets it? Now that would be awesome. I could see man. that happening. That would be really cool if Jay Uso ended up with the uh, with the briefcase. You know, just seeing yeah. how that whole dynamic would play out. Pretty mm. awesome. Yeah. Any any quick thoughts on who might win the women's Money in the Bank this year? That was always a wild card. Um, I mean, you you see Carmella, you know, end up being a two time winner. I think she should she could always be in the mix. Um, Bailey would be cool. You know, Bailey's won it before. Yeah. It'd be nice to see Bailey get it back. You can never count Charlotte. out Charlotte. Charlotte's always in the mix yeah. for really anything. Becky, yeah, Rio, Becky oh, yeah. Cool. oh yeah, Becky. Because yeah, last year you know that was the whole thing. She cash or she you know quit right after Money in the Bank. Yeah. So yeah, maybe she yeah. could get her Money in the Bank. Becky uh, could come back and get it, and then kind of float between both shows for a little bit, just threatening yeah. both champs. So yeah, yeah. The, the it's it's really wide wide open this year, which is cool. Um, it's always nice when it's not like kind of telegraphed who's going to be the new uh, Mister or Miss Money in the Bank. Yeah. 
All right, Sheena, remind the listeners where they can find you guys on social media. You can always find me on Instagram at Chick Foley. Find Marco graciously running the Twitter machine for us over at Chick Foley Show. And then you can join our Foley fan, be a part of our amazing Facebook community and get all of our bonus content by going to chickfoleyshow.com. Reminder to hit the show notes on whatever app you're listening to this podcast on. You can find links to all of the various sponsors that we shouted out on this. Um, You'll find links to the Random Merch of the Week and uh, the Hasbro book and the Wrestling Figure Retrospective that we mentioned in the Go Figure segment. So check those out. And Marco, because you are the prediction champion, (laughs) you get the closing words. Oh, man. I'm going to hit you off with another joke. You guys ready? Let's hear it. This is this is gonna be a staple for me. Some dad jokes. Why was the uh, why did the why did the bicycle fall over? I don't know. It was too tired.